What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Upstate Athlete Podcast. Stronger, faster, higher, together here in the Upstate of South Carolina. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. She's a former South Carolina state champion gymnast from the Greenville Upstate area. Um, she is now also a recreational therapist and a certified yoga instructor. Her name is Abby Thompson. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Kaifo. For sure. We're glad to have you. And we obviously are talking about the upstate athlete. How much better to have a state champion in the room. Now, moving into the next phase of life, we are just talking a little bit before this about how being an athlete like carries over to every part of your life. You can't really stop being an athlete. Um, you just change how you approach and your game changes a little bit. And we'll talk about that with Abby. But what we wanted to talk about right now was just, you know, what your story is like who are you what are you doing right now Uh, would you mind sharing that with everyone yeah totally so being an athlete as a kid it instills in you a lot of values sure um because I was in the gym almost every day all year round there was no off season sure so it gives you a lot of discipline and teaches you how to be consistent and how to work toward goals Mm. um And it really prioritizes your health. And so as an athlete, you have to take care of your body or else it'll, you'll get injured. You have to take care of your mental state or you'll burn out. You won't be able to learn new things. So I think those values that were instilled with me as a gymnast really carried on with me until I needed to decide what to do for a living. Um, And I, I was taught, I took like a, an entrepreneur training course um, a couple years ago, and a lot of what they teach you is that don't back out on your values. Like, keep your values at like the number one thing when you're like wanting to pursue a, a career. Right. Because if you slack in your values, you'll you won't be happy as happy as you can be mm-hmm. in a job. And so, um, I went to Clemson University for my undergrad and graduate degree. I kind of doubled up. My senior year. Naturally, as an athlete would. Yeah. Just take on (laughs) everything. Everything, literally. So um, I I majored in recreational therapy. And then my senior year, I did one year of senior year and one year of graduate school already. Very cool. Which was cool. Um, And then so I graduated with a master's degree in recreational therapy. While I was in grad school, I took a consulting class. Okay which was kind of entrepreneur-y-ish. Yeah, I hear it, yeah. Uh, but it really didn't seem promising because most recreational therapists work for like a hospital right. or an um, inpatient care. And, and real quick, like that. for those listening, mm-hmm. recreational therapy is its own field. Yeah. So Abby, can you actually describe yeah. what that is? Yeah, it's a beautiful field. Um, it's not very well known unless you've known someone who's had like a spinal cord injury or as an amputee or something like that. Uh, You see recreational therapy a lot in in rehab, um, but not so much in the everyday public. So like a person who has sciatica can go see a physical therapist in the community. A person with sciatica or anxiety cannot go see a rec therapist in the community because Hmm. there's no free, independent accreditation or something like that. So, um, yeah, recreational therapy uses things you enjoy doing as therapy. Hmm. It's a holistic practice. So we really study how it affects you, like even spiritually, 
emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, so I specialize in using yoga as leisure and um, other stress management techniques like journaling, nature therapy. Um, a lot of recreational therapists have a whole wheelhouse of activities like painting, right. golfing, whatever it is yeah. you enjoy. No, I hear it. Yeah, so I, I did a rotation at Roger C. Peace. I did too. Yeah, rec therapy mm-hmm. at Roger C. Peace is like the, the coolest thing. It is. It's like that little little room and they get to do, <laughs> if it's throwing darts at a, a board or yeah. doing a puzzle or anything like that. The tiles just, are painted yeah, on yeah, the ceiling. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's we a were, cool place. Probably we're in and out at the same time. Perhaps, how old are you? I'm, I'm 26, I'm, yeah. I'll be 26 in May. Okay, so were you there, call it, um, what would it be, January of last year? No. No? I was there 2017, okay. 2016. Okay, so yeah, we definitely, pat, like, we're not, like, in okay. the same area, but we, like, I was on the second floor with, like, Lindsay and okay. the PTs. And, a lot of the RTs yeah. train rotated out because um, there was a TBI unit and then a spinal cord yeah. unit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I worked on both. Oh, yeah, very, very cool. Yeah, so yeah, we were cool. we were in the same place. We probably know cool. a lot of the same people. They're really good rehab center. Oh, yeah, for sure. So rect therapy, for everyone listening, it, it, it's, it's its own thing, right? Um, yeah. While PT deals more with like the musculoskeletal the functional movement like there's a bunch of different ways pt can be um the rec therapy really talks about how you can use something that you know isn't necessarily like a quad set or a straight leg raise maybe something a little bit more like a game or something that's more enjoyable and using that as therapy as a medical intervention to almost like take not even the seriousness i i i hate to say that to take a little bit of the weight away yeah. and just give them a little bit more clarity mentally. Exactly. And so, yeah. Cause as a recreational therapist, leisure is one of our biggest tools. Right. And leisure and recreation are different from one another. Right. Leisure is not goal based. Mm-hmm. So e- even though recreation is leisure is that flow state we right. were talking about. Yeah. And actually describe that flow state real quick. Okay. So flow state, um, is a theory um, what's the guy's name? Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Yeah. Okay. I've, that's the first time I've been able to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really intimidating name to read. It is. So a flow state is where you have, um, adequate level of skill to the challenge that you're met with. So for example, if you're doing something and it's too challenging, you might get frustrated because you're not able to, you know, relax and be happy doing it. Um, If the skill that you're trying to do is way too easy for you, you might get bored because you don't have enough challenge. Not stimulus, yeah. Yeah, you don't have enough stimulus. So that flow state is something where you're you're decent enough at it, but you have room to grow. Okay. And... um, you you don't you're no you can't get bored with it because it's something you're like really passionate about. It and, gets your creativity. It, it's something that you say you you use Thumbs as up. a medical intervention because like yes. you, if you can find that level of challenge yeah. where there's also interest yeah. but it's also not like too mm-hmm. challenging, mm-hmm. you can actually stimulate a lot more neural pathways and you actually can yeah. create a better mental state and affect for that. I love that. Yes. Uh, exactly. Rec therapists are the best at doing that. I can't do that with a lot. Of my, for me, my athletes, I am very demanding <laughs> about them in yeah, the PT world. It's but different. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to Elliot about this earlier. So I'm Elliot's one of the physical therapists at Limitless. Yep. And um, I work with him and he we were doing um, in yoga, it's called a half moon pose, but right. it was like on one foot yeah. turning to the side. And he was like, okay, do five, mm-hmm. you know, you do five reps. And I was doing them and I was like getting frustrated because I was losing my balance. And I said, you know, this, even though we're doing a yoga pose, this is so much different than yoga or leisure because there's an end goal. You want me to do five of these. Right. And I, I, 
love that piece, and I want to return to that because like the whole idea, the difference between leisure and play and all these other things, like they're it's not all just one big stimulus. I'm reading a book called Essentialism right now. Okay. Um, and it talks about how we need to open up dead space in our day in order to understand the difference between work and play and leisure. Because if you don't have that, then everything just looks like work or everything just looks like play. Yeah. And you don't distinguish between the two. And I, I think that y'all do a great job at that. That's fascinating. Um, I want to pivot this conversation a little bit. All right. You're talking about getting into that flow state. And mm-hmm. as a former athlete, I'd love for you to tell us your athletic journey. Like, I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, um, gymnast from a young age. I think you mentioned being a pole vaulter at one point. Yes. Again, really... Um, random dr- random dr- drastic ends of the spectrum yeah. athletically but would you mind just sharing like your journey in the upstate as as an athlete yeah totally so as a young child my mom noticed that I was very energetic and mm-hmm. just could not sit down um total tangent from this I also have ADHD mm-hmm. so as a young girl my mom noticed this so she put me in gymnastics mm. I did a lot of other sports too to try things out. I did t-ball and church basketball, yeah. but nothing really stuck with me as much as gymnastics did. And I really excelled quickly through like the preschool age up to a team. And I finally made the team. Nice. And that was great. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got started in Easley, South Carolina at Foothills Gymnastics Training Center. And that's where I actually went on to be a state champion was at that gym. I had a, the best coach in the world. Her name's Heather. She actually lives in Europe now. Oh, wow. Her husband's in the Air Force, so they travel a lot. But, yeah, it um, it was a really just fantastic time. I was there five, you know, we had like five-hour practices with like a snack break. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that, yeah. that long. Oh, yeah, dude. Gymnastics is super intense if you uh, – so I don't know if you ever heard about all of the – lawsuits against yeah. um that yeah. doctor yeah so that era of gymnastics was kind of the era i practiced in mm. which the mindset was you know you go hard and like mental health wasn't really talked about that much interesting um yeah so our bodies were pushed um i can remember being doing splits for like five to ten minutes each just uh, holding a split sheesh yeah. Goodness, they pushed you very, very hard. Yeah. In the in the gym during the summertime when mm-hmm. it was like 99 degrees outside, we'd have to keep the doors open, no mm-hmm. air conditioning. Yeah. We'd put like, this sounds like torture. <laughs> yeah, now that you re- replay it, right? The this stuff that you did. Like torture. <laughs> but like we'd put our feet in ice buckets during snack break and mm-hmm. um, we'd take these little like squirt bottles and fill them up with water and put them in front of the big fans and like just stand in front of them and just try to cool off get the mist (laughs) yeah and we're 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 like eight years old have like ripped six packs with like muscles and you look so different from your friends yeah right um and you there's really no time for a lot of friends like i i missed a lot of like I didn't go to a middle school dance. I didn't go to any like middle school like sporting events. Mm-hmm. I missed out on like a lot of you know sleepovers and sure. stuff like that with with friends outside of my right. team. Right. Yeah. And and seeing this experience, right, mm-hmm. and just listening to it. I mean, I see the eye, your eyes like kind of just like lose like that that joy that you probably had competing because you have all the things that you had to do mm-hmm. to prep for that. Yeah. Um. And so coming out of that, um, what was your journey from that, um, that lifestyle mm-hmm. to sort of where you are now? 
So transitioning from being an athlete was very hard for me. I stopped competing gymnastics sophomore year of high school. Mm. And that's when I started to take ADHD medication Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, I didn't have an outlet to release. And the outlet that was supposed to be gymnastics was mentally taxing and Mm -hmm. just like was, you were asked so much of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had so many different jobs. Yeah. Yeah. So when that was gone, it was like an immediate just black yeah. i don't know like, like a blackout just yeah. yeah what do you yeah where what do i do i mean i'm going to school but there was nothing to do after school and so i kind of hit a low period mm. um and my parents noticed and the medication helped me with school because my grades started to slack a little bit mm-hmm. um but i never enjoyed the way the medication made me feel so during all this time i was like searching for something else to do i i joined the drama club at high school so i was in musicals and plays and nice. things like that well hey those are athletes too i don't know like no, if you 100 yeah. I, I am i'm training mm-hmm. a couple of dancers and yeah. all that i've covered a couple of peace center plays i've covered hayes town in oh, oklahoma cool. they're athletes y'all y'all performers out there shout out to them obviously elliot knows as marching health is his, his thing yeah like yeah performers are are athletes and they should be treated as such like yeah. with every every bit of preparation i just want to put a plug there anyways continue no for sure yeah. and that's not really talked about either yeah exactly um and, you know your voice is an instrument it's yeah. a muscle yeah you gotta Practice work it, it. Yeah. and it fatigues and all mm-hmm. that stuff so yeah for yeah. sure so you're you're joining these musicals mm-hmm. and doing these uh, drawing productions what yeah. else are you doing yeah so i was really good at that i was uh <laughs> We did Willy Wonka one year, and I was Violet the Blueberry. Oh, I love so it. So that was fun. <laughs> Blowing up like a blueberry. Yeah. I wore like a sumo suit. So oh, like A little cool. behind the scenes. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like the lights went black, and I had to find my like fan to turn it on oh, really quick to in order sure, to blow yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, you had to do it quick, too. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I was able to do it great yeah. every time. Sounds entertaining. <laughs> it was. It was fun. I always had that like acting side, like creati- mm-hmm. creative side yeah. to me. Um. So yeah, so like after yeah. you, you you find this as an outlet, right? Yeah. And so what made you, you said you um talked about potentially doing like PT and going to Clemson? Right. It was like yeah. the rec therapy was a way that people actually went to like yeah. the PT route. Mm-hmm. But sort of like how how did you end up there from like acting and finding a a good outlet mm-hmm. to where you are now? Because I know that you said with 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 an athlete especially gymnastics gymnastics mm-hmm. i feel like is one of those ones where classically it's so competitive it's very mm-hmm. like just cutthroat yeah. i feel like the moms are as intense as the coaches and yes. intense as everyone there's yes. a lot of pressure especially for mm-hmm. a preteen girl it's like, a performance exactly you're getting judged exactly based off the way you look oh yeah and all of that that is not good for your mental health it's, i know you yeah. see a need there yeah um, I yeah, know, I know you sure. saw that. So, um, mm-hmm. bringing in the rec therapy side, mm-hmm. like how, like how did all that connect for you? Yeah, definitely. I, so in high school, I still didn't know what to do. My parents really helped me out in making that decision moving forward into college. Um, I had, so as an athlete, as a gymnast, I injured my arm. I tore a ligament. I almost had Tommy John surgery a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so from that point on, I worked with a PT. His name was Marty Smith. He used to pitch for the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. He was a really awesome guy. And I ended up doing a research project on him. So I interviewed him, mm-hmm. talk about what being a PT was like. Yeah. And so I really was obsessed with him. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to take that route. I was like, well, I want to help people. You know, you can still be active, be an athlete. You can like work out, mm-hmm. you know, know the body. So then I was just really focused on physical because that's all I knew as a gymnast sure. was the physical work ethic and healing the physical body. Right. At that time, I wasn't really aware of how our mind and body are connected. Right. Yeah. So... Um, I even think about this, like I had a mentor of mine say this, like we treat our bodies like cars, like we, we think that a mm-hmm. a replacement or like a surgery is like a part swap, right? We treat, treat that as soon as you switch the part, everything else runs fine. Mm-hmm. It's an extent like, you know, there's some truth in that, but mm-hmm. our trees or our bodies work more like trees. Like we graft the trees, we heal because they're, they're living things. A car is not a living thing. Mm-hmm. A tree is a living thing. So our bodies can actually can behave more like that. And trees need way more things mm-hmm. like sun and exposure and yeah. the wind and, and rain and wa- all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not built like cars. We're built more like trees. And I love that, that aspect of it. So continue your thoughts. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's a great analogy. I love thinking about the body in that way, like a plant, because essentially all we need is sun and water sometimes yeah, to seriously. feel better. Mm-hmm. And yoga talks a lot about that too. So when did you start yoga? So you're in the rec therapy side, you see like the mm-hmm. mental aspect. Okay. Like I could actually help people that mm-hmm. were maybe in my spot mm-hmm. before, because I know that there's a need there. I, mm-hmm. You lived it. Yeah. Um. So how did yoga make its way in? Yoga found me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Deep. (laughs) Yeah, yoga found me in college. I, as a recreational therapy major, I was required to have leisure skills classes. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at all the list of leisure skills classes and yoga popped up. I honestly had never really heard of yoga. Really? Yeah. Really weird. Interesting. In the South, it's kind of looked at as like woo-woo. Oh, yeah. I can see that. I'd never was introduced to it before. I might have like known a yoga pose, you know, like the tree or something, (laughs) like seen it in a magazine. But so I actually YouTubed yoga during that time. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm athletic. I'm flexible. I can do all these poses. Thinking physically again, all about physical. And so (sighs) that semester I learned Ashtanga yoga. And Ashtanga yoga is a very traditional style of yoga. It's the same sequence every time. You memorize it and you just do it every mm-hmm. single practice. And that first semester, like, honestly changed my life. Yeah. I immediately knew that I wanted to be a yoga teacher. Mm. Like, that, it was like from not knowing what my future was to immediately knowing, like, this is for me because yoga actually helps me come off of ADHD medication. Really? So I don't take it anymore. I haven't taken it since 2017. Wow. So that was my medicine. And I was like, people need to understand how, you know, not even just yoga, but leisure can help you like holistically. Yeah. That's where that, that, I guess that when I started yoga, I knew I wanted to be a recreational therapist because I was already in that major. I was already right. learning about it. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, I can specialize in yoga. I can specialize in this form of leisure to help people. Yeah. So yeah, I immediately was like, yeah, I don't want to be a physical therapist anymore. This is this is my route. Yeah. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And so going from that, right? So you graduate and you're mm-hmm. now you've got your registered yoga therapist. Yeah. I think it's RYT two hundred. Is that yeah, right? it is. Um, and then um, you have your recreational therapy degree. Yes. And all that. Mm-hmm. So how can people take advantage of your your services? Because like obviously yeah. like you've got this approach and everyone listening has heard Abby's story. Yeah. Um, it it's something that you know. 
a lot of times we build the things that we wish we had. Yes. And I think that Abby is building that. Can you tell us a little about yeah. what you're building? Yeah, you're spot on. You definitely, you learn from what you didn't have and you want to create that for other people. Right. Because there's other people in your same situation. So I I currently have an office space in downtown Easley. I work with people one-on-one or in groups of two mm-hmm. um, using... What's it called? Luna Lifestyle. Luna Lifestyle. So I created the name Luna Lifestyle after the Luna Moth. So the Luna Moth only lives for one week and their only goal is to recreate the species. So they have mm. to find a mate and produce within a week. Um, so they are very determined beings. They stick to one purpose and they do it and then they're done. So with Luna Lifestyle, you... find your purpose right you find your purpose so and usually your purpose is found within leisure in a leisure setting you learn who you are Mm -hmm. you learn what your skills are you learn what your strengths are record therapists operate from a strengths-based approach so we Mm -hmm. really hone in on what you're good at so that we can help you with your weaknesses sure so yeah i i do rec i do recreational therapy one-on-one sessions I really like to specialize in women um, with ADHD or anxiety or yeah. anything like that, sort of like my situation. But mm-hmm. I've worked with all ages. I've worked with all conditions. Um, and then I also do corporate consulting where I go into the uh, place of business and meet with every employee who wants to sign up one-on-one for about 15 minutes. And I give them sort of a retreat from their work day. So I do a lot of yin yoga, restorative yoga, breath work, um, nature therapy. So we can go outside during that time. It's really individualized. Um, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what I do. That's my life right now. And I'm learning how to manage it every day, learning how to grow it every day. You've hinted at it. You're, you're an entrepreneur at at the heart. I think that's Mm -hmm. an athletic mindset. I feel like so many athletes after they finish their sport or finish that chapter of their sport, they're like, what do we do? And you can't just like necessarily work for a team. We get that, Mm. but it, it's fun because you have that drive. It's already instilled. Like there's a lot of positive things that came out of gymnastics. I'm sure. Definitely. Like just the the drive and the yeah. determin- understanding. Like there is work before you get the reward. Yeah. Being able to understand that. Mm-hmm. But now you're using those same drive skills mm-hmm. and moving it into a therapeutic and a a business model where you know, mm-hmm. like you said, like you wish you had it. If you mm-hmm. had something like that it would have been very beneficial for you growing definitely, up. Definitely. Um, and now that you said that like, you're talking about healing from it now, mm-hmm. um, recently, yeah. um, you can help people not just heal from it recently, but like work through it in the moment. In the moment. And I love that. I think it's a, it's a huge piece. Um, and mm-hmm. w- w- this podcast is the upstate athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk to all the athletes in the upstate and give them the resources yeah. to connect with other ath- former, current, future um, upstate athletes as well. And yeah. Abby's a very, very great example of one. Um, yeah. li- she's lived a life up here and now she's trying to give back yeah. and create something really great for other upstate athletes. So definitely, definitely. reach out for her. So I want to ask this, um, almost as a, it's not really the wrap up. It's one of the questions toward the end of our, of our conversation. I like to ask, like, how can we support you, um, as an upstate? Because, you know, you're, in, in the South, we talk about community. Community is a really big thing. People are pride, proud, prideful or proud of the people that we produce or in our circles. Um, I'm trying to bring that to the athletic community, but like, how can we as a community support you um, as you build what you want to build? 
Yeah, I used to operate a little yoga studio out of a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago before the pandemic. And I think that's a great way, like this podcast studio is in a, a gym. Yeah. It's in a strength and yeah, sh- fitness strength gym. gym. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think with my background as an athlete and then my approach through rec therapy and yoga, I can really provide like just a recovery time for athletes in general because mm-hmm. – even as an athlete, we find leisure in our sport. Oh yeah. So much. Oh yeah. But then even if you're like if you're a pro athlete, that's also your job. Mm-hmm. And for me, I practice yoga, but I also teach yoga. Yes. So it I live a leisure lifestyle. Like yeah. it's very I have to like kind of compartmentalize like work versus play versus sure. leisure. And I think especially with athletes, I, I can give that like slow piece right. to that fast pace sure. um, through leisure. So yeah, I think just, you know, just having referrals like this, yes. like knowing people is how I can be supported and just feeding me the people that need slow and to reconnect back with their, their hobbies, yeah, what they it. enjoy. I love it. Things and- like that. And that's who we need to send to Abby. Um, so Abby, how yeah. can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Instagram is a huge avenue for me. It's where I get a lot. I, I communicate well. I wouldn't consider myself an influencer, yeah. but I use it to really connect with my community, and I have for a while. So I'm on Instagram as Wabigail Free, yeah. um, and I'm sure that Kaipa will put yeah, this I'll put it in the comments. In the comments. I'm also on Instagram as Luna Lifestyle. So I have two accounts. Luna Lifestyle is just for my one-on-one and corporate um, wellness services. And then Wabigal Free has everything you need to know about me and what I do. Um, yeah. I have email too. I could link that for you as well. For sure. Yeah. So reach out if you know someone that needs um, a little bit of that slow pace, that change of pace. Is, is, yeah. And People think like, you know, going slow, that means I'm not going to get to my place quicker. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's the opposite. When you have a change of pace, you can understand what, you know, you've been putting a lot of effort into that maybe isn't getting you in the right spot. It'll get mm-hmm. you to the point of reflection, gets you to the mm-hmm. point of stillness. And from there, you know, it's like the idea is a sharpening a saw. Mm-hmm. Like when you, uh, I forget who um, said this, but. Iron you, sharpens iron. Pretty much. Okay. Um, but it's, it's four, like you give me four hours to chop down a tree. I will spend three hours sharpening the saw. Because just sharpening the saw and taking care of the tool, which is your body, mm-hmm. will help you execute the task mm-hmm. way easier and make you prepared for the next task. And I, I love that pe- that aspect of what you're saying. I think that yeah. um, I, I need a little bit of that in my life. And, you yeah. know, I just I, I resonate with it highly. So, yeah. um, Abigail, we've come to the end of the show. All right. Um, that went by very quickly. Yeah, no, it's it, it's really good. Good conversation um, captured is is one of those things that just time is irrelevant a little bit. I think bit. we entered a flow state exactly. during this podcast. Exactly. It's just, questions are meant to challenge and questions are meant yeah. to bring out the best. And I think you've done a really great job and we do, do appreciate mm-hmm. that. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience before we go? Sure. So just a little fun fact. Leisure actually comes from the Greek word for school. So in the time of like Aristotle and things like that, they used leisure as a time to uh, communicate and have polis. So polis was a mental avenue to just talk and share ideas. So that's kind of what we did today was a polis. I love it.